0: Okay, so let me ask you a question. In this relationship that we have with Jesus, you know, it's kind of this partnership, so to say, where God does his part, humanity does their part. Let me ask you, how does that break down? Like what is it that God is responsible for and what is it that we are responsible for? Like, what does God do for us and what does God ask us or require us to do? Is it a 50-50? Is it a 75-25? Is it a 99.999% God and 1% us. Yes. If it's 1% us, how important is that 1%? As important percent as of These questions are... <clears throat> um, I've kind of been boggling me recently... Uh, because God is, is, is all-powerful, he's all-knowing. He's, he's, he's love. He's a definition of kindness. Like he shows up and things change, you know. And then you have humanity, and humanity, although <laughs> sinful, we, we, we have a role in life. Like none of us here just are, are, are blobs or are blimps on the screen like we do stuff we wake up we 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 go along with our day we interact with people how, how important is that you know and i kind of been wrestling with with what a what a what is god's part in life and and what is my part in life and in this relationship that i have with god yeah cuz we we have this relationship yeah we have a relationship it's not a religion it's a relationship right we don't go to church we we are the church yeah where we go the church goes yeah we come here and we meet together and and it's good we're we're supposed to come and gather together and and, and be the body in gatherings yeah sundays and mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays sometimes here in this sanctuary sometimes at school sometimes at another sanctuary But but what is where 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 does it all and how does it all fit together How does it all fit together Where does God start and where do where do I begin and how does that all pan out and, and I'm hoping that we can find in God's word tonight some answers to what God does. What does humanity do? And maybe in that we find out a little bit about who we are here, you know, in the 21st century. So we're going to talk a little bit about Joseph and Mary and how Mary responded to God 2,000 years ago. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit. From um, the Lord's prayer and what God gives us permission to ask for, um, so let's let's jump into this. So first, I just want to talk about Joseph and Mary. Okay, so most of you guys know the story; it's not foreign to you. Okay, so Joseph and Mary, both of them are uh, part of God's chosen people, right? They're part of the Jewish community. Okay, um, Joseph, uh, in that time. Okay, uh, the, the culture of that time, th- there's a couple of different things that, that is different than currently in the 21st century. So 2,000 years ago, in the Jewish community, uh, kids could get engaged as young as two years of age. It, it was the common belief that uh, kids didn't know uh, enough to make the right decision on who they are supposed to spend the rest of their lives with. Because majority of them got married by the age of 15 or 16. So marriages were were prearranged, okay? So they could get engaged at a a very young age, okay? Um, So say, uh, you know, family time, Christmas season, my family's hanging out with another family, and I see my nephew hanging out with, uh, yeah, this is how it would be. Okay, so, so my nephew hanging out with, uh, you know, another girl from another family, or a girl from another family, and parents get together, and they're hanging out, and this is a good family that they come from. Maybe they have money, maybe they have um, good character, maybe good morals, hey, Let's put them together. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Boom. So they could get engaged from a, from a very young age, okay? Um, and they could stay engaged up until the moment that they got married, all right? Uh, a year out of, a year before the marriage ceremony, okay, they went to a, a season, yeah, where they were espoused to, to one another, Okay, that's one year before the marriage ceremony.? Okay? Usually, uh, this happened when they're around 15 or 16,? Okay? And this was uh, marriage without the consummation of marriage.? Okay? So marriage prior to the ceremony and marriage prior to the wedding night.? Okay? So they were pretty much married without those two things. Okay? So one year. Into it, we plan our wedding day. Okay, we're engaged already, probably been engaged for a bunch of years. Okay, but in that time, okay, we find Joseph and Mary. So, Mary, as as you guys uh, have have probably known, yeah, Uh, Mary gets visited by Gabriel. Okay, Gabriel is the angel of the Lord sent to Mary to tell her that this is what's going to happen. You're going to conceive a child. Yeah? A child will be born of you, and you are to name him Jesus. Okay, You're to name him Jesus. That When the, the, the angel Gabriel came to meet with Joseph and Mary, it was in that season when they were waiting to get married. Yeah, They had been engaged already. Uh, it was within the one-year term of the marriage ceremony, and uh, Mary conceives, yeah, uh, baby Jesus. Okay, so we pick up at Joseph. Um, if, uh, as you guys read in Matthew and Luke, Joseph, uh, because he loves Mary so much, the penalty, the penalty of adultery, yeah, because I mentioned earlier that they were technically married already. Even though the ceremony never happened, even though the consummation never happened, technically they were married already. So because, uh, uh, because Joseph loved Mary so much that he, was, he wanted to divorce her in order that she wouldn't get stoned. Because within their culture, if somebody was married already and then had an affair with somebody else, they could be killed on the spot. So Joseph, because he loved her so much, desired to, to divorce her. Yeah? The angel comes and visits Joseph and says, uh, it's not from another guy. It's from the Spirit of God. Yeah? So, they're not married, but they're married. And so they're getting divorced, but they're not really getting divorced. No, no. It, it's, they are married, but without the ceremony and without the consummation. They're engaged but married. Yes. Okay? That's just how it is. Okay? And so this is where we pick up... um, Let's turn to Luke. Okay? And this is where we're going to pick up our story tonight. Luke chapter 1. Verse... um, Let's pick up from verse 5. We're going to read a, a lengthy passage here. And as I read, I want you guys to pick up a little bit of this relationship that God has with humanity. Like what is God doing and what is hu- humanity doing? Because okay? that's the discussion for tonight. Yeah? What is God's responsibility? What is God's part? And what is our responsibility, our part? Okay, so Luke chapter 1, verse 5. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blameless in all the commandments and the statutes of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now while he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. The whole multitude of people were praying outside at the hour of incense, and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of the incense, And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayers have been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Okay, so let's skip ahead now to the birth of Jesus. So that was the birth of John, okay, the Baptist, cousin of Jesus. And now we're going to skip forward to a similar story in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, and he was of the house of David. He will be great and will uh, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And for his kingdom, there will be no end. So we have uh, this visitation by the angel Gabriel, who is sent by God to accomplish yeah, the beginning of, God's fulfillment to save humanity from their sins. Okay, pretty important season. Okay. All right, so let's start from 26 and let's kind of underline what God is doing or the angel is doing and what Mary's response was. So in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. So who initiates Or, who is the beginning character in this story? The angel Gabriel sent from God. Okay? Humanity at this time is stuck in their sins. Yeah? Trying their hardest to uh, recover this relationship with God, yeah? The Almighty and 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 really just not not making leeway on that okay not making any headway on that so in the 6th month yeah the angel gabriel was sent from god not to any place to a specific place yeah and that specific place was galilee in nazareth okay specific chosen okay god initiates this res- this uh initiates the the first contact in this relationship, yeah? Okay, so we're going to move on. Uh, A virgin to be betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, Uh, the Lord is with you. Okay, so we have Mary now being introduced into this story. So angel Gabriel sent by God to Joseph and Mary, yeah? And he uh, encounters Mary and says, you, O favored one. So where do you think that favor came from? Like, how, how do you think uh, was it, what, what were the reasons why Mary was favored, yeah? Uh, a couple of things that, that I thought, uh, so on the bottom, so she was favored, wait, it's not the one, there so she was favored by god maybe because she was part of the jewish bloodline okay god had chosen abraham and abraham had isaac isaac had jacob uh, jacob had joseph and 11 other kids then they birthed the nation of israel then there's moses who set them free from pharaoh they spent all that time in the um in the promised land, and out of that, you know, those generations uh, comes the the, the Jewish community, yeah? Everything has dispersed, they don't have a kingdom anymore, and it's pretty much like they're living under a rule of somebody else. So maybe she's favored because she's of this promised bloodline. Maybe she's favored because of her faith, yeah? Her trustful spirit, yeah? Which is actually a pretty good thing. As you read the story, you're going to notice that Mary responds well. Now, she responds well. Uh, she does have questions, but those questions are questions of clarity. Okay, um, But I, I'm pretty sure the most significant part of the fact that Mary was favored yeah, is because God chose her. It wasn't so much because she was part of a bloodline, or because she was a virgin, or because she had a good spirit about her. She was Favored because God chose her. Yeah, um, I was thinking about uh, this message today, and, and I seen a couple pictures that were. Um, I have one picture that's on my phone, and another one that's uh, on my um, my computer. One with my family. I took a photo of my family, we're all kind of sitting down. It wasn't like a family photo. We're yeah, we're playing horseshoes and. My nephew guys are there, and, and almost my whole family, my older sister and her family, uh her husband weren't there, but I looked at the photo and I was like, man, I am favored because I have this. Another photo I have is of the Iao hike that we took recently, you know um, if you guys look on my cell phone there's there's a handful of us that that went on a hike and um, and I look at that and I feel blessed because I have people like you guys in my life. And, and I think about uh, Mary. Mary was blessed because of who she had in her life. She was highly favored, not because of all the things that she had accomplished. And you guys got to hear this today. She was favored because God chose her. And that's different than what the world teaches. The world doesn't teach you that you're favored because of some God. No, no. It says you're favored because of maybe your accomplishments, yeah? because of all the things that you have um, successfully achieved in this life. So because you have done certain things, maybe that, that shows evidence that you're favored. Our favor to God, okay? the fact that God looks down upon us and, and looks at us with grace and kindness, that is evidence of favor in our lives. That we by ourselves cannot accomplish favor to God. We are favored because God is active and present in our lives. Yeah? And Mary was favored because, simply, God chose her. And I think about you guys tonight. The fact that you guys are here shows that God's favor is upon you. And you guys are a favored people. Why? Because you guys are here. There's thousands of other kids on this island that are blinded to the truth of what is happening. They have no understanding really of right and wrong, no understanding of of heaven and hell, no understanding of God and Satan, no understanding of truth and lies. And you guys are here, not only here, but you guys have a heart that understands what is going on. You have eyes to see that God, although I cannot see him, he's real, that when we go to Christmas, it's not just about presents and Christmas trees, but it's about the presence of Jesus. Knowing that shows that you guys are favored. Because God is present in your life, you guys are favored people. Good stuff? Great stuff. Okay, so let's continue. Okay, so we have, um, we're going to kind of flip back on God's role. Okay, so God's role. He sends Gabriel. Okay. The Lord chooses Joseph and Mary, okay? In that process, Mary asks for discernment, okay? So we kind of have, I'm going to go back and forth between these two slides. So verse 26, Gabriel sent, yeah? Verse 28, Mary favored, okay? She's favored because God chose them. So we have God doing, Mary responding, okay? So, for the first part, God chooses, Mary becomes favored, okay? Second part, um, where am I going? Uh, Sorry. Okay, so the angel speaks into Joseph and Mary's lack of understanding, okay? So, Mary asks Gabriel, like, I need explanation. Like, can I get clarity on what God is doing. So, what is Mary's response so far? Yeah, Mary is favored because God chose her. Her second response and her responsibility, her actions, is that um, she has uh, she, she has questions. Okay. The next thing is she's called to bear the baby Jesus. Okay. After that, she asks for clarity again. Okay, and lastly, and this, is really, it, it, this really shows the heart of Mary, Mary treasures and ponders all that had, has been happening. Okay? And that's in, in Luke 2.19. So this is what Mary's doing. So try to look for patterns in this. So she's favored because God chose her. Yeah? Angel Gabriel speaks over her and she has questions. Yeah? Ladies, some angel comes and visits you and said you're going to bear the Son of God? you probably would have questions, okay? So she has questions, the angel gives her an answer, okay? What is she called to do? She's called to have, hold a baby, yeah? Birth Jesus, and not only birth Jesus, but mother Jesus, yeah? So she's called to do that. She has some more questions, okay? She asks for clarity. And the angel responds again. Okay, And lastly, after all these kind of things, she goes back and she, she hangs out with Elizabeth and, and, and there's some more prophecies that kind of happen. And it says that, that Mary treasured and pondered the promise. Yeah. She treasured and she pondered the fact that Jesus was going to be like born of her. Yeah. And the angel came and visited, and other, other people came and, and confirmed it. Um, so, what is God doing in all of this? Okay? So, God sends Gabriel. Yeah? Uh, the Lord chooses Joseph and Mary. Uh, the Lord speaks into Joseph and Mary's lack of understanding. Okay? And Jesus is set apart from birth. And that's pretty interesting and significant. Okay? He makes it clear that it was an immaculate conception that there's no, there's no confusion there the divorce never went through yeah he and, and he tells Joseph and Mary like this is what you're supposed to name Jesus and the the name that uh, the meaning behind the name of what he was given yeah is simply uh he, Jesus really means uh the the one to whom is going to save humanity from their sins talk about a loaded name yeah like like yeah, Matthew 20, Matthew 121. Yeah, salvation, save from sins. Yeah. That Jesus was created for one purpose. It was in his name and it was fulfilled in his actions that he was created to save humanity from their sins. Destiny, Jesus, set apart from birth. Yeah. And and I think about our lives when we were born into our, our relationship with Jesus, when we opened up our heart and we said, Jesus, come into my life, yeah, and, and our new life in Christ has started. If if you haven't been been born again, yeah, not, not, I'm not talking about a physical birth, I'm talking about spiritual birth. When you in your heart has set apart God as Lord. And says, no longer are you going to be a God of books, but you're going to be God of my life. Yeah. When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and you start walking that way. If, If you haven't done that, please come and talk to me. Yeah. That is of the utmost importance. The very reason why Jesus came is so that we would have this relationship with him, that he would save us from our sins, and we would be able to walk and talk with him on a daily basis. Okay. So some other things uh, that Jesus uh, was, was kind of prophesied about, um, God gave him the throne of David. Jesus was to reign over the house of Jacob, and his kingdom uh, will have no end. So we have this relationship yeah, of God doing, Mary responding. yeah. She has questions. The spirit, the angel responds with answers. She has some more questions. They have some more answers. Yeah. And in the end of all of it, yeah, we get to our final verse. Wait, do I want to read it? Okay. So, so Mary's role. Yeah. So, Mary did what she was created to do. Simple. Yeah. She stayed with Joseph. Okay? She, she, uh, she mothered Jesus. Uh, she bore Jesus yeah, in, in labor and in pain. Okay? Um, she sought, she knocked, she asked. Yeah, Pretty simple. Mary sought clarity. She asked questions. She pondered and treasured up all that the Lord had shared with her in her heart. For the average person, you know, for the guys, I wish I had more time. I would develop what, what Joseph did in this. You know, you guys are probably thinking like, Mary it's not applicable to my life, okay? But Joseph equally had his responsibility, yeah? So in the, all of, in, in the end of it, Joseph and Mary did the basics. The very things that they were created to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay. Let's read, or let, let me read the final passage that I didn't read earlier. Uh, and Mary said to the angel, and this is the answer to the question that I had earlier on who does what. Yeah? Is it God who does more, or is it us who do, does more? Like, what is God's role, and what is our role? Okay, and, and I think we can find. The answer to that, here. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? That was her question. That was her role. A lot of times we have questions in life. Yeah, As you guys learned from Keone last week about the Lord's Prayer. What, is, what does God say? He offers us the opportunity to ask those questions. Ask, seek, knock. Like if you guys have questions, the Lord has answers, I promise you. And he offers us a a great opportunity to dialogue with him. So Mary, she has questions, yeah? The angel responds. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month uh, with her, who was called barren. And this is the kicker here, yeah? For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What is God's role? Everything. God's role is everything. There is nothing that is impossible for God. And what is our response? Yeah, our response, I pray, is the same response that Mary had, that she says, if nothing is impossible with God, yeah, then I will serve you. I will serve you. If you can uh, allow a child to be conceived in me and in my cousin who's in her old age, if there's nothing, yeah, that you cannot do, I will serve you. Um, and so what is the gift that keeps on giving? Is God the Father? It's the Son Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit, our mighty counselor. Like the gift that keeps on giving is, yeah, is our Father, the Lord. Like He is unrelenting in His love and His passion for us. So, what does that leave us to do? Yeah. Mary's response was, I will serve you. Yeah. And, that's really my heart tonight yeah that's really my heart really in this season in this christmas season like can we have that response to jesus like i will serve you god i will serve you in my family in how i treat my parents and how i treat my siblings i'm going to worship you in my schooling in how i treat people at school in and how i talk about people in school i will Treat you well in the world, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship you and serve you in the world and how I treat people in the world. I'm going to serve you, Father, in, uh, in, in all the different tasks that I have. You guys are such a, a diverse group. So many of you guys are involved in different things and, and your diligence to that can be worship to the Father. If you guys are in studies and in school, those that are in college and those that are in high school and, and homeschool, like, be diligent to those matters. A lot of you guys serve the Lord. Yeah, Some of you guys are volunteering at church um, this winter time. You guys are probably volunteering in different types of organizations. Be diligent to that and let that be your response to the Lord. Saying, Lord, I love you and I'm going to serve you in these ways. I just came back from my trip in the, in the mainland. I was gone for a week and a half. And I was serving the Lord by, by hanging out and, and eating and taking people off for dinner and, and walking around college campuses. And having conversations, like it was a great way to serve Jesus. Yeah? But what, what is your way of serving the Lord? If nothing is impossible for God, let us serve him. Let us serve him. And, and my heart... Um, So what is my desire for my life and for us? Yeah. Really is found in the Christmas story. Yeah. So when the shepherds were out in the field, um, this angel came and said, hey, this child just got born. Go see him. You know? This, uh, the, the, this host of angels come out and they start singing a song. Yeah. And this is what they were singing. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. On earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. Do you guys understand that the little that we do somehow, miraculously, like, partners with God and no longer does he see us as sinner. But he sees us as saved. No longer does he see us as Slave and servant, but he sees us as sons and daughters of God. I, I want to be pleasing to God. You know? like I, I want to be pleasing to God in, in, in social media. Yeah? For, for guys. Yeah? What, what we look at. I want to be pleasing to God in, in those areas. Yeah? Ladies, we should be pleasing to God in, in, in what you think. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways that the devil can come in and and bring you guys down from who, who you guys really are. Yeah? The fact that God has created you guys perfect. Yeah. And He's loved you and saved you and He treasures and honors you. Like don't ever let anybody tell you different. But can we like really be on a mission this year, this season? The end of 2012? And just say There is one thing that I want to do this Christmas. There's one gift that I want to give. And that's to Jesus. And that's a life that is pleasing to Him.